All right, so, um, so just to give you all a quick refresher, uh, two weeks ago, Travis did an awesome job uh, sharing with us about what the source of sin is. And then last week, like I said, Kieran did an incredible job um, teaching us and talking to us about how we're not alone in our sufferings. And I loved the example that she did where basically everyone was standing up and being able to visually see that we're all walking through suffering together. And so I get the privilege of talking to y'all about how we are raised up in Christ. And so I'm like thinking about my talk, I'm praying through it, and trying to think about different examples in my own life of when I've suffered. And so, you know, a story came to me, a couple more, and they just started coming in like crazy. And I was like, oh my goodness. Um, And so I called my mom to get uh, some clarifying details about some of the stories and was sharing her about what I was going to be talking about. And so as I shared some of these stories, she gave me some of the details that I was looking for. And then she's like, oh, yeah, Preston, what about that other time? And that time, oh, and there was another time. And so she started going on and on and on. And I was like, okay, Mom, like, I've heard enough. Like, I have enough examples. Like, there's been um, suffering in my life, and I realized that. Um, So finally, I was just like, all right, Mom, that's enough. Thanks. Thanks. But anyway, so let me uh, dive into two quick stories about uh, two times that um, I've been through some suffering. And the first one is, um, I don't know if anyone else has ever struggled or maybe struggling with school and finds it like really difficult. But for me, wow, school was so incredibly hard. And both my older sister and my younger brother, it came very easy to them. And so it was like really hard. I was putting in really, really good and hard effort and like not getting the results that I wanted. And it got to the point where my parents were like concerned about me. They're like, man, there might be something wrong with him. And so when I was in eighth grade, they actually sent me up to Athens, Georgia, three weekends in a row where I went through some tests um, to see if I had a learning disability. And so um, I don't necessarily know if there's like a condition that I have or whatever, but the results of those tests came in and it turned out that I needed extra time on any tests that I took because it just like took me longer to process things. And so I like, if I took a test, I, and I told my teacher that I needed extra time, they were, I guess, like legally obligated to give me more time on my test. But I was so ashamed of that, that I was scared to even just tell my teachers that I needed that time um, because I was so embarrassed. Um, So I didn't even, use that because I was like so embarrassed and so those were times that I just like felt really honestly I felt dumb and not smart and um, I was looking at my siblings and the other people around me that were just doing so well and so I just felt very less than Um, and so another story um, when I was my sophomore year of high school or back up so in middle school I started playing tennis very competitively I was playing almost every single day and I got to where I was pretty good at tennis And um, so going into my sophomore year, um, I was playing in this big tennis tournament, and I was playing one of the highest-ranked guys in the state of Mississippi. And so I beat this guy, and I was pumped. I was like, let's go. Like, I'm definitely going to make this tennis team for my high school. So I go out uh, for tryouts for my the varsity tennis team my sophomore year of high school. And, you know, I feel like I did pretty good. I was like, you know, I got this. I'm going to make the team. And so sure enough, the results came back, and I got cut. I did not make the team, and I was crushed. It was devastating to me, and 
I felt a ton of rejection, loneliness. I felt like I was not good enough. Um, and that was just like a really hard time for me to like wrestle with that. It's like, God, like, why did you not let me make this team? And so as I was like thinking about all these other stories in my life about when I've suffered, uh, it made me think about um, really how thankful I've been for all these times. Because even in the moment, those were really difficult times for me and it hurt and it was hard. Um, and at that point in time, it was a huge deal in my life. But all of those different circumstances helped shape who I am today. And I would not be who I am if it wasn't for those times in my life. And so I'm thankful that God has created me to be the way that I am and that he put me through those times of um, suffering. And so kind of like what I was talking about, what Kieran talked about last week, I know that we're in this together. And so, you know, maybe there's some people out there that can relate to my story about, you know, school comes really hard to you. Or maybe you tried out for a sports team or for a play or for um, the band or something and you didn't quite make what you wanted to. Um, and maybe you felt those feelings of rejection. Or maybe, you know, you've liked a boy or a girl and you asked them out um, and you got rejected. That's actually something that I've gone through recently. I really liked a girl and I asked her out twice and I got turned down twice by her. And that was hard for me and it did not feel good. Um, but so... So no matter what kind of suffering you're going through, um, and people are going through different things, and some are like really big and hard, and some are maybe not quite as big, but I mean, there's still things that you're going through. So don't underestimate those things. Um, and so as you're going through those times, um, you know, how are you dealing with those things? And uh, are you still working through those things? And are you crying out to the Lord? And are you inviting other people into that? And so... Uh, I'm pretty sure that Travis actually talked about this, about how there's this book that has all these stories about tons of people who suffered, and it's in the Bible. The Bible is filled with so many stories of suffering. Like, you can read story after story about Job, and everything was stripped away from this guy. You can read about Joseph, who was sold into slavery by his brothers, and Paul, and Moses. And, I mean, there's, the list goes on and on. And the greatest story, Jesus, he literally came down to earth and suffered immensely for you and for me in order for us to be able to have grace. And so through all of these examples, these people were probably not very excited about the situations that they were in. Um, but through every single one of these stories, ultimately there was good that came from them, and God was glorified through each one of those things. And so the Bible actually talks directly about suffering. And so if y'all will read with me Romans 5, one through five. Um, so it goes like this. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Whew, I know that that was kind of a lot, but man, that is awesome. And it gets me so excited. And so bottom line, God is telling us here that our suffering is not meaningless. There is a reason for our suffering and it produces all these things. And God's purpose is not to fulfill our own version of happiness. Um, and his purpose is not 
uh, or he's not committed to give us everything we want, like a predictable schedule or an easy or happy relationships or a comfortable life. And he has not promised success in school or in sports or having good community or friends or an easy life. But what he has promised is himself. What he brings is his grace. And in his grace, his intent is to deliver you and me from our biggest problem, which is sin. And that's kind of something that uh, Travis talked about, how our biggest problem is sin. And he has saved us from that. And he, through saving us through that, he has offered his gift of grace, which holds eternal value, not just temporary value. So this suffering that we're going through, it's something that is just temporary. But his grace in a relationship with him is something that's everlasting. And so that's something that we can rejoice in because of the gift of grace he has freely given to us. And this verse talks about how we are not put to shame, and so we don't have to live that way. And so often in my times of suffering, I feel very shameful. And, you know, you just kind of want to, like, curl up in a ball and, like, not let anyone else know or anything. Um, But we can stand confidently um, and trust that um, what he has promised is himself, and he brings his grace. And in his grace... um, uh, so, so yeah, so through his grace, he loves us so much. Um, and it talks about in the verse how he pours, hang on, where is it? So, uh, verse number five, God pours his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So just think about this, like God is pouring his love into our hearts, which is the Holy Spirit, which is crazy. Like, just think about that for a second. The Holy Spirit is in our lives and resides in us. And Jesus talks about how, or Jesus did so many incredible things, and he talks about um, how we can do equal things to him and even greater things. And I know that I have personally seen the Holy Spirit do incredible things in the midst of my suffering and seeing his work go forward through that. And he can do that in and through you too. And I have so many crazy and cool stories about that. And I don't have time to share all those things right now, but if you want to hear some awesome stories about how God has been glorified through some crazy things, through the power of his Holy Spirit, come ask me later, because I want to share those things. But anyways, so um, so where am I? So on top of all this, um, he tells us that our suffering is not meaningless, but we can rejoice even in it because we know in the end it produces hope. And... Not only does it produce hope, but it produces endurance and character, what it talks about. And God is in relationship with us in the midst of our suffering. And so as we're going through this, he's walking right alongside of you through that. And you are not doing that alone. And he wants you to cry out to him just like Jesus did. God, or Jesus cried out to him and he said, take this cup away from me. But more importantly, let your will be done. And so God is calling us to cry out to him in the midst of our sufferings. Um... In, but through that suffering, um, that he would be glorified. So wouldn't it be cool if we truly believed if God really loves us as much as he says that he says that he does? Um, and oftentimes, we're tempted to think that God is loving us less because our lives are difficult and we're going through these hard times of suffering. But actually, he tells us that he loves us so much more, and he's loving us in the midst of our suffering. And through those hardships that we are facing— Um, It is a tool of his transforming grace. And these moments um, aren't in our lives because God is distant and uncaring, but because he loves us so fully. Man, that is 
he just loves you so much through the midst of your suffering. And so hearing all of that, um, can you just take a second and think about um, God's goodness through the midst of your suffering, whatever that might be? Because I know that in my life personally, in the midst of these sufferings, I've seen good come from it. And like the story when I was talking about not making the tennis team, because of that, I was on the JV team and I was able to become the captain of that team. And through that, God has built leadership abilities within me. And the senior year, I made the varsity team and I was actually one of the captains of the team. And we went on to win state my senior year of tennis. And so like God works all these things out for his good and for the glory of his name. And so when hardship comes your way, will you tell yourself it's a tool of God's grace and a sign of his love, or will you give in to doubting his goodness? And so kind of like what Kieran talked about, we're all in this together. And I know that we either have experienced suffering or maybe we're going through it right now. And so God does not call us to go through this suffering alone, and he desires us to seek him in the midst of that suffering. And not only that, he encourages us to walk alongside one another. And that is a big part of like what these D groups are, is we're supposed to be in community together and walking through these sufferings together. So I encourage you to share in your groups and talk about those things that you're suffering and going through, because we're called to walk through those things together and not alone. And so I just want to challenge everybody to live life to the fullest. And that's how I personally try to live my life every day, even in the midst of our sufferings. And we don't have to sit and shame in this ball and just like not want anyone to know. But we can stand and rejoice because of what Jesus has done and, tr and trust in him and knowing that he is doing something good through it, even if you don't see it right now. Um, and knowing that your suffering is not meaningless and that in the end, it produces hope and brings glory to him. And so I have some discussion questions for us um, real fast for when we break up into groups. The first one is, what are times I've suffered and how have I seen God glorified in it? Second one is, in the midst of my current sufferings, how can it be used for God's glory? And the third one is, how can I come along others and support them in their suffering? And so those are the questions that I want y'all to go to group with. And I just want to close by asking um, every single one of y'all, um, you know, I'm going to do something real fast. If we can just stand together, actually, this verse calls us to stand. And so I want us to be able to stand confidently in the midst of our sufferings together. And here, here quiet, quiet. And in the midst of our sufferings, because we know, quiet, please, in the midst of our sufferings, it produces endurance, character, and hope. Um, so yeah, so let me close real fast. Father, Lord, thank you so much. Um, even in the midst of our sufferings, even though those things can be hard and difficult, um, Lord, I pray that you will be working through those things and help us to see that these times of sufferings are not meaningless and that it creates hope within us. And ultimately, you've given us the greatest gift, which is your grace. And help us to walk confidently and to be able to stand in that truth and know that in our hearts. And uh, Lord, thank you for this night. And I pray that you would just bless these times in uh, our discipleship groups. And we ask all these things in your son's name. Amen.